Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. Home delivery now available in Regina and Saskatoon at saspeardelivery.ca. Welcome to the Three Down Greencast, the internet's only Rename that team podcast and myself, Joel Gasson, with John Fraser as usual. If you haven't guessed, yes, we will be talking about the Edmonton CFL Club in a little bit. Yes. Um, but it was an interesting day in the world. As we're mm-hmm. recording this on a Wednesday evening, the first time in about 12 years since we've recorded a podcast because... Approximately, yep. Nothing's happening. Yeah, 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 there's that. But there was and... an interesting thing in the world of Twitter today as um, us peasants had the run of our favorite and also least favorite social media platform, Twitter, <laughs> as all the blue check marks were down and they could only communicate with us through retweets. It, it, it was kind of uh, it was kind of magical from what I hear. I was, believe it or not, actually doing work, so I missed the opportunity for more of my terrible hot takes uh, to be ignored by the public. Yes, instead now we're going to talk and hear... Hot takes will be ignored by the public in another way. Hey, hey. No, that, that's 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 fair. Uh, that, that's that's, uh, but but what was it like today, Joel? Because you know, it was actually, it, it was actually kind of nice. Because I mean, for the most part, yes, most blue checkmark people are just like organizations, and there's nothing super interesting coming out of them. But there are a lot of people on Twitter who probably are unworthy of the blue checkmark, let's say, based on mm. their attitudes and opinions and. All that sort of stuff because it, it gives them some kind of platform that maybe other other people don't get just because of that check mark and they're genuinely mm-hmm. terrible people. So it's Twitter true. did not miss those people today. So that was fun. So there was actually a lot of great content going on from us normally normies today, as uh <laughs> or as I like to put it, it was a good day to be nobody. A nobody on Twitter. <laughs> you know, uh I once tried to earn a blue check mark. Did you know there's an application process for it? I think so. I've never applied because I really don't care. <laughs> uh, I did at the, at the peak at the peak of my uh, broadcasting career uh, with the Rush and the NLL. I went ahead and uh, I actually filled out the email application, and they're like, 
why do you think you're important? And I'm like, I break NFL news, NLL news. And I'm, this is the uh, NFL news. Wow. You, we are really underselling this podcast if you're breaking it, NFL news. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yes. Yeah. See, that's that's it. I just lied. I couldn't get it done, right? I got the wrong league and they still wouldn't consider me. So, But it, it, it's funny because they must get like, I like, I think they manually review your application. Because it took a couple of days. There's probably some kind of algorithm that, like, notices obvious ones. And then, yeah, when some guy from Saskatoon, Sasquare applies, they're like, hey, someone needs to look at this one. (laughs) Yeah, right. And and I think they had a look because, like, I got the typical, like, robot, like, you don't qualify for this. But it was, like, long enough that I'm like, an actual human being had to read why I, a sportscaster at CJWW in Saskatoon, thought I was worthy of the hallowed blue check mark. And the worst part was I couldn't even enjoy the platform today because I was working. Well, that was your first mistake. No, that's that's fair. But <laughs> hey, you know what? It's 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 a new job. It's a it's a new thing for me. I I, I can't I can't be lazy just yet. No, you got to give it some time before the laziness and the hungoverness can really kick in. Exactly. You know, like the three-month probationary period. And if you're my bosses or coworkers listening to this, I swear I will never come in lazy or hungover. Well, one of them anyway. That's that's uh, the first one. <laughs> and the second, and guess what? The second one, I've been in the car business and the radio business almost my whole life. I hide it really well. You learn to do that after a while when you've... Uh... When you've worked in similar industries like that, you learn to really hide how hungover you are the next day. You just kind of, it's how my always thought was, and with generally, especially in radio, it's like, I did this to myself. I'm just going to suck it up and go to work. It's fine. Right. It, it, exactly. Exactly. I mean, there, there are, there is the occasional time. And I found it, especially like when I couldn't get uh, like when I worked weekends in radio and when I worked every Saturday at uh, my old employer's uh, in the car business, mm-hmm. it's almost like you still need that Friday to blow off steam once in a while with the, with your friends. Oh, yeah. Now at Toyota, I actually get some weekends off. So I feel like, you know, no longer is like, oh, my God, I haven't blown off steam in so long. I don't care. I'm going out. It's Friday. I'm going to show up hungover the next day. Now it's like, yeah, whatever. I'll wait two weeks. That's fair. Yeah. You know, so I, I feel like. And you know what? I'm probably going to be wrong, but I feel like, you know, the Saturday hangover thing won't be quite as prevalent. At first, anyway. And then that's 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 the, who am I kidding? I'm lying. As the world right returns now. to re- if the world ever returns to some sense of normalcy, you mean you never know, right? But that's that's fair. I, you know what though? I found like lots of people. I don't know about you, Joel. I've been drinking a lot more since the pandemic began. <laughs> Well, that seems to be the trend. I mean, Sarkan is apparently setting back. For those of you outside of Saskatchewan listening, Sarkan is where we return our empties to, where at least most people yep. do. I just throw mine in the recycling bin because I'm lazy. Um, Fair. <laughs> I Fair. just consider it sunken cost into my drinking habit. Um, right. <laughs> other than my sponsor beer, of course, where I don't have to worry about paying deposit. Um, right. Yeah, so they've been sending close to $2 million dollars. Back to people a week, apparently, on average, since they reopened about a month ago, I think. Well, well I, I I tried. Yeah. And and I, okay, so I do math calculations in my head. I'm like, okay, if I'm working something freelance, play-by-play, play, I'm usually billing around 50 to 100 bucks an hour, right? Mm-hmm. 
So if I'm not getting the equivalent of that in my time at Sarcan, I'm like, and not saying I have a hundred dollars worth of bottles, but you know, if no, I you need to have up, like a mountain to have that much. So. Oh yeah, my normal <laughs> my normal pre-pandemic stop would be three or four bags. I do the drop and go. Swing by, I'd leave, they'd call me, I'd drop by again for a check. So it made sense, right? Maybe a grand total of 20 minutes, including the drive mm. over there. Yeah. I showed up on Tuesday morning at 10 after 9. There was such a large lineup, and we're talking people with bags upon bags upon bags, and the drop-and-go wasn't working. I said to one of the workers, I said, legitimately give me a number, how long am I going to be? He said, three hours. This was at, like, again, not heard that, 10 yeah. on a Tuesday. I, I had Tuesday off. I thought, okay, I've got Tuesdays off. This will work. You know, this, this will you – know, it's early. Nobody's going to be there on a Tuesday. Oh, no. So yeah. I literally came out of the back of my wife's van, and I yelled, who wants food? <laughs> and everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, I ain't waiting. I got better things to do. Who wants my bag? Then get my and... like ten bucks back. Like yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm like I don't, I don't, I don't care. It might have been, it might, in fairness, it was seven bags, so it might have been like forty bucks. Yeah. See, when when I lived but in Alberta if... before I moved here, they have a similar system. Like I don't remember. Like they're just the recycle depots, they call them or whatever. The right. one I went to usually just had a giant bin at the front where if you threw it and went to charity. So I actually collect them to do that. So then I'll, at least the empties oh. went to something. So at least the money went to some kind of good organization, some kind of charity, rather than just down the drain, which I thought was good at least. Sure. No, it, that I, was in, I was in and out there in no time. Like, hey, in go the cans of beer, out I go. I'm gone. Right, right. No, that's, and, that's, and that's fair. And See, because both, yeah, both you and I grew up in Ontario, where right. the system, at least, the, it's expanded a little bit. For the most part, the deposit's still really only on alcohol. It's not on, like, your pop, your pop cans and all that kind of stuff. All that just goes in the recycle bin like normal. Yeah, exactly. And then so you would go to the beer store, and you would, at the time, even when we were there, like, you could only return your beer bottles and cans. They didn't even take the other liquor back until recently. So that just started recently. used to be just beer that you returned because they they wanted to reuse the bottles. Exactly. That's the only reason that system existed there. So you would literally, you take back a few cases, and then you would use that as credit just towards your next purchase. That's the only time I really ever returned bottles for deposit, quite frankly. And it was so brilliant. Yeah. Like, I remember... Now, there's lots of other shady shit about the beer store, but that was a good setup. (laughs) It was a great setup. You you literally, you walked in with your empties, you walked in with a new case. Terrific. Out of B. Like, I I remember, like, my friend's dad was like, he's like, yeah, I will stack up the empties until I have enough for a full case. I did that once in college. Yeah. Didn't take very long. No. (laughs) No, not when back in the day, you foolishly, everyone foolishly bought 24 bottle packs for some reason. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a cool thing to do, and of course yeah. it was... Uh, it's a very I, Ontario I know, thing I noticed I, once I moved out west. I was like, right. oh yeah, like a lot of people really don't drink out of bottles of here. I was like, yeah, this makes sense. Then I thought yeah, about it, I'm like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it, 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 it really does, and on top of that, was back then, before we learned, you know, good beer, mm-hmm. what was your go-to cheap beer? Because mine was always Lakeport, and it Ugh. tastes like horse piss. I can imagine. I, I used to. I used to drink a little bit of Lakeport honey. Yeah, like when oh, I was like ni- when I was like I, when I was like nineteen. Yeah, 
Oh, the Lakeford Honey, like, the Honey was the... Oh, I remember Well, it's because I liked the Sleeman Honey Brown at the time, so I thought it was kind of equivalent, but it wasn't really. Oh, no, and as soon as it got warm, like, when you yeah. used to bring your case of beer to the house party, and you just, like, sit it, usually by some old radiator or something, you'd be drinking... Oh, as soon as it I will give warm, the beer bottles that. They do insulate oh. well, and they do insulate each other fairly well. Oh. Okay, I need to sip my good beer now, because <laughs> thinking about Lakeport's making me puke. Absolutely fair enough. I will say this from what I remember, because I haven't had one in forever. Yeah. Lucky Lager in Ontario is very different than Lucky Lager here. Yes, and it's, it is. It is still crap, but significantly better than the crap out west. Yes, yes. It is, it, is like, <laughs> it is like if your buddy passes you a Lucky Lager in Ontario in a bottle and it's ice freaking cold. It, it's usually, and it's fairly light. It's like 4. Point, it's like 4, 4.5%. Yeah, it's extremely, extremely cold. You chug it, it's gone. You get over it. Ex- exactly. It is It is not like Lucky Lager out here. No. And it is certainly not like Manitoba's club beer. What's that? Never heard of it. Oh, club? Oh, no. my God. It, it, is, it is the first time in my life I have said no to free beer. Wow. I was at my grandma's funeral. We were having a wake at my aunt's place. Mm. And she comes up. She's like, John, you want a beer? Well, of course. Of course I want a beer. You know, we're having a wake. And it was club. And I'm like, oh, I've never had club before. And I actually, and this is me as a grown-ass man. This is like, (laughs) this is like within the past, oh, God. This is within the past uh decade at at, at at the latest i took that club into the bathroom after it was about halfway done and poured it out wow i just couldn't do it and i came back and, and my aunt says do you want another one i said no do you have whiskey <laughs> that's always that's that's the answer now yep yeah that was that's that's was, that's pretty much me anywhere i go now where you're you're at some people's houses or their backyards these days or at some kind of establishment that doesn't have anything good and you're like yeah, I'll have a Caesar, or I'll just have uh, Ryan Water or something. It's fine. <laughs> like I, re- like I remember Grey Cup at Grey Cup in Calgary last year. I remember. Yeah. I was hanging out with a friend of the program, Jimmy Nye. Yep. And Red Ryderville, we got dragged there as usual. Of course. And Jamie, some of Jimmy's family was there or something. Like not like close related family, but like his uncle or something. So he wants yep. to buy us the drinks and everything, and of course, it's just like Molson products in there because naturally. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll just have a Ryan water, thanks. <laughs> that's fair. That and that's pretty fair. much all I drank for the most part. I think at all of the team parties because they're all one or the other essentially. Though there was yeah. some Red Racer floating around the the Lions party, we just never made it there. Yes, yes, and and in the lounge too because you were texting me about the fact that they actually had decent beer. Oh, the foot, yeah, the football reporters, the football reporters lounge was Big Rock, which is fine. Yeah, it's not great, but it's fine. See, I've still got the tolerance for Molson products. I don't. Because my father-in-law and my wife. And right now, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm drinking something different that I'm sure we'll get to in a minute. But um, Oh, yeah, I guess we have to get into that at some point. You know, yeah, do an actual right. show at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. This is, yeah. this, is, this is too much fun. Um, my fridge is filled with Budweiser. Oof. And you just... You just learn gas. You just, you know, sometimes you just got to, I'm not, I I haven't been at work long enough to make that, you know, I can buy my expensive beer money. So I'm hoping by next month I can just fill it with expensive beer. But uh, yeah, I still, I'll still drink it. It, Again, it's got to be cold. 
and I got to be thirsty, but at some point during this podcast, you will probably hear me open up a butt. I, I can't even tell you the last time there was a beer product in this house that was not from a craft brewer. <laughs> that's, 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 I don't that's, think, that's I think, I think even literally, I mean, we haven't even, this house, like specifically this house for sure. It's never happened the condo. I can't even remember before that. So. Right. Right. <laughs> that, that might've been like one of my three favorite parts of your wedding was the fact that it was all from our great sponsors of pile of bones. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Who are amazing. And they should they should you know open up a second location in Saskatoon so I can. Just... <laughs> I mean they do hey, have the on. they do have sasbeerdelivery.ca up there so I mean. Oh yeah! Oh no, we do. I still use it as an excuse to get out of the house. Of course, wear my mask mm. when yes. I go to the liquor store, which is, yep. as, as we get into, wear your fucking mask, people. Mm-hmm. The only time that we allow f bombs in this podcast. Yes, in the name of science, I will allow it. Oh, that's fair. Okay. You know, in the science, not the you know tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theories about no, how. You no, know, we 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 believe in real science on this podcast. Oh God, I got into it with a former friend of mine on Facebook about mass last night, and I regretted it instantly. Never do that. It's not worth it. I know. I know. It's just not I, worth it. It's just. Oh God, I'm just gonna. You know what? I'm gonna let this rage fester inside <laughs> me for when we talk about the Edmonton Football Club. Later. Yes, let's let's hang on to that because this is gonna get fun. I think. Because, yes. you know, on this program, we do not believe in ranting for the sake of ranting, but it feels like, from one, at least one of us, likely John, one's coming, I think, this week. Oh, yeah. I'm letting rage build inside. I can feel it. I can feel it in the cockles of my heart. So, as usual, this rage is being fueled by someone, and uh, as we talked a lot about beer and hangovers and whatnot. Yes. You said you were going to surprise me, so John, what's in the glass this week? What is in the glass this week is from uh, our friends, Parallel 49. Uh, I know we usually like to go local, so I'll also give a, sh- uh, a quick local shout-out. Uh, I got the uh, District Summer Mixer. Uh, some good stuff from District. Different. Uh, their Rattler is different. I enjoyed it. But the Rattler is the glass... probably their best product, I would say. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. would say their Pilsner's, their Pilsner's not bad, actually. I don't their like Pilsner, it. Uh, not, I, not I, my style, but yeah. I enjoyed it. it again, uh, cold and, and, and good. In I the mean, summer, I would take but... it over what's it currently in your fridge. But... That's that's fair. But <laughs> but I did find in the cockles of my fridge, uh, Parallel Forty Nine. Uh, I, I was texting you about their uh, their fun mixer pack they've mm-hmm. got. Yep. Uh, if you want to try a bunch of really good IPAs, uh, I know I found it at uh, found a couple different places here in Saskatoon. It's a good price for eight tall boys, uh, but it is the Filthy Dirty IPA. One of my favorites, yeah. Filthy Dirty. Oh, uh, it's a good one. So good. I love... Uh, Max has fun because one thing that Parallel 49 does that's that's really cool is the artwork on the cans. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one has a... Uh, uh, I can best describe as the Pimp Pig. Yes. Uh, it's strong. It's delightful. If you like an IPA. It's right up your alley. But I'd, I'd suggest get the whole mixer pack. They've got uh, some Trash Panda in there. They've got some Hillbilly Ninja, which outside of one place in the city, I have not found Hillbilly Ninja anywhere on sale. And Hillbilly Ninja is one of my favorite IPAs. But, uh, yeah, I would highly recommend the Filthy Dirty IPA. And I feel filthy and dirty saying that, so I'm just going to keep drinking. <laughs> well, friend of, the, friend of the program, Mike Torrey, will be happy uh, about the Parallel 49 drop there. Of course. 
Uh, for me, I'm actually in your neck of the woods this evening. Ooh. As I have a high-key brewing London Fog Porter. Ooh. So it's a dark beer. I was kind of feeling one tonight. So they describe it as a robust porter heavily infused with Earl Grey tea, lactose, and vanilla. Interesting. So, yeah, it's, and you, it's a really good one. It's a really good one, yeah. Yeah, you are the dark beer guy, the porter guy. Uh, I am not. Uh, so I, I, I completely, if you say it's a good porter, mm-hmm. I have to take your word on it. Cause it's, it's very good. Not my, I, not... I admittedly ordered the four-pack for my wife a while ago. Um, she had a couple of them. This is the last one, but she drank most of them. Out of fairness. Really? Jenny's into the dark beers. She loves dark beers. Yeah, absolutely. I like her even more now. Like, I, I like her a lot. Like, I do. Like, your wife isn't a wonderful person, and I love her a bunch. But I think she just, she went up another notch. She hmm. uh, she went up another notch, you know? Yeah. Here I am, here I am trying to get Lacey to, to drink, like, Rebellion Lentil and, like, Rebellion Cerveza and Scarth Street Blonde. And oh, I've, I've got her onto everything now. Like, she... She's always liked dark beers. She likes the fruited sours I've given her, and for the longest time she hated IPAs, but she's starting to come around. When we can all hang out again, I think I, I just need like I think Jenny and Lacey need some like beer adventure time. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> figure it out. Like like girl time and just do like a little brewery tour and you and I will just come along because, you know, well brewery tours and John and Joel clearly go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Once you know, once once we have a vaccine, some point next year. Yeah, something like that. That's probably what it's going to take. Um, right. What we don't know what it's going to take is for the Edmonton Football Club to get their head out of their ass. <laughs> I know it's it's ah. So, Continue. as we all know, this is probably the biggest story in the CFL right now, even bigger than whether they will play or not, which is saying something. And right. if this they're discussion... not going to play. Yeah, and if this discussion makes you uncomfortable, or if you vehemently disagree so much that you are never going to listen to us again, then bye. It's been nice knowing you. I don't care. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because we're at a point in this discussion where it just the, the change just has to happen, whether Edmonton likes yep. it or not. And yep. this is the part with me that I am struggling with this the most is. Why? Like, I don't understand why the brain trust within the organization, this is clearly coming from above President Chris Burson's head because he just got there and he doesn't really know all that much about the whole situation, probably. This is a situation, it's been going on for a while, and for a while I kind of understood whatever. And, you know, I'll preface this by saying, yes, Edmonton's name is not nearly as bad as Washington's name that was just retired. There's no question about that. Washington's name is not a name you would ever hear someone who's a Native American or a First Nations in Canada describe themselves as. Absolutely. There are still, yes, there are still some First Nations, some Inuit people who call themselves that, sometimes in jest, sometimes not, regardless. There is just no reason for the delay to continue at this point. And I don't even care, quite frankly, how many people consider it racist, whether... You know, the hordes of white men on Twitter or on Facebook get annoyed by it. It really just needs to change for the sake of just getting this over with. Mm -hmm. There is no situation where this name is going to continue to get better with time. Nope. So, why not just do it? And Len Rose, essentially, while he was still there, laid the path for them to go down that road. 
and it's leading me to believe this is why he's no longer there, the people above him, the board of directors, refuse to walk it. And I can't for the life of me understand why. This is an organization that has continuously been described as classy by many people in the media, um, both locally and not. And the the, the, pick, the numbers aren't adding up. And we can get to get, we're going to get into, really into a lot more about this and how ridiculous this whole situation is and how we are learning a lot about how the true high-ups of the Edmonton Football Club think and the kind of people that they are. Oh, certainly. And... And he, he, here's the thing. You are right. Going back to Len Rhodes. And, and, and the amazing thing was, Edmonton, like many things in the CFL, looked like they had paved their route, road and they were going to be the first to do it. Mm-hmm. Which would have been really smart because, number one, well, it, there's there's a PR move here on top of everything. Whether you know, there's, there's a human angle to it, there's... You know, the woke angle, whatever you want to call it. There's that whole thing. All this makes sense. But right now, do you want to be the team that decided, you know what? We should make this decision on our own because it's going to happen one way or the other. Or do you want to be Dan Schneider, who's being forced into it because his business partner decided he's no longer going to sponsor the name of the frickin' stadium? Right. Which which way do you want this to go is essentially what it's come down to. Well, well and that's the asinine thing is Len Rhodes... They had the Empire nickname basically all ready to go. They had all the branding ready to go. You wouldn't have even needed to change the jerseys if you didn't want to. The logo works. There's nothing offensive about the logo. You could have just said, we're the Edmonton Empire now. We're one empire. Holy shit, that would have been great. Because guess what? All of a sudden now you make a whole bunch of money on branding stuff, you know. On your sweaters, on your t-shirts, everything. It would have been a smash hit. And you know what? It probably would have made you a shitload of money. But instead, you went and screwed this up. And you screwed it up to the tune. Like, you watched the Washington Football Club be pressured by their sponsors. And Dan Snyder, maybe the worst owner in professional sports, basically been told, change your name. It's overdue. Stop it. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, the funny thing is, is now I think the Atlanta Braves are leaning that way. I don't know. If I, I don't know if the Braves are change, looking at changing the name. They're definitely looking at retiring the like chop. Yeah, exactly. Which which that is long overdue. Yeah. Getting rid of the chop is long overdue. The Cleveland Braves, Indians are looking into changing their name. Exactly. As they should. I mm-hmm. mean, Indian is not a it, it is not a nice term for no. anybody. Um, the Braves, okay, you can keep the name. I know, like, if you read into it, I don't think there's the same number amount of heat on the Blackhawks because it's not a derogatory term, no. unlike the Edmonton Football Club. Same with the Florida State Sentinels. There's, like, I think there's even, like, an existing kind of relationship between there is, yeah, the I people and the that. state there. So, yeah. Yeah, there is. That's That's all very, yeah. Hmm. Florida State's keeping their name. Good on you. Braves, get rid of the chop. Uh, Indians, that that one's been brewing for a while. I mean, they've been yeah. moving. They've been basically doing what Edmonton was doing with the Empire thing. Except following you know? through with it, yeah. Exactly. It, it, basically, they're slowly just kind of phasing it out, right? Mm-hmm. So what I don't get now is the arrogance of the Edmonton Football Club. So you had a chance under Len Rhodes to be the first. You're now the last. And on top of that, 
You're last to the point that several large sponsors are saying, we don't want anything to do with you. And how do you respond? You put out the most loaded survey I've ever seen in my life. You sent that to me. I couldn't believe the questions. Yeah, so three down, uh, I tamed the link, which, I mean, it's, it's floated around other places since, too, of the survey that was sent out recently to, it appears, at least a number of people who have a ticket account with the Edmonton Eskimo. So it wasn't specifically right. just season ticket holders, because I know there have been pe- fans of other teams that have purchased tickets to the game in Edmonton that signed up to accounts just to purchase games in Edmonton, etc., Right. So yes, there were some very interesting questions on this thing. And I don't know if you know the background of some people at Three Down Nation. There are actually some smart people who work for this site. Yeah, smarter than either of us. <laughs> there are people like J.C. Abbott who have, like, education backgrounds. Yes. And they're like, this survey would not pass a class in Intro to Stats 101. Which, if no. you've taken a university program... You've taken Intro to Stats 101. I remember it. I don't remember anything about it, but I remember taking it because I hated it. <laughs> I think I think I think I took it in TV broadcasting school. Like that's yeah. how university. So, so yeah, there's a lot of you know very normal questions to start. You know, like what is your sex? What is yeah. what group? What age group are you in? How closely do you follow the the Edmonton Football Club? All how this many sort games of stuff. Do you go to? Yeah, yeah really all this very stuff. important stuff. And there's some actually some legitimate questions about the name and everything. Um, and, you know, has your opinion changed over time? And all this stuff makes sense. It's all fair. Like, I would yeah. say probably the first 10 to 15, like, 10-ish questions. Yeah. You're like, and then you get into I'm ones not... like this. Do you believe that the name was originally chosen? The intent was to be disrespectful to the Inuit or the indigenous people. Thinking about the term, how it comes across today, would you say that it is disrespectful? See, the fun... And that's and that, what I don't well, get. And then, I mean, it gets worse and worse and worse. Until we get to the one question that really shows to me a lot about what these people are thinking in terms of the board of directors with the Edmonton Football Club. Right. I think there's too much cancel culture today. Now we're bringing up stuff that a certain talk show host in this province likes to talk about. Yes. And we know kind of where those kinds of people align. And to decry cancel culture in your freaking survey when you're trying to find... If you were taking this seriously, which clearly the team is not, because there's other things that have been going on that they've puffed their chest about too that prove that they're not taking this seriously whatsoever again. And there's been questions about whether they had taken it seriously before. Right. This is just the a question that stands out as this completely idiotic and rebel irrelevant. It's this is not cancel culture. This is about being human and doing the right thing. Honestly, if it like if you compare those last few questions to some of the emails that the Trump campaign has sent out to their followers that are like who would you rather trust, the great, glorious leader Donald Trump or crooked Hillary and the do-nothing Democrats? Like, those are your two answers. And this is basically what they're doing. You have reduced yourself to a Trumpian level, Edmonton. And, like, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of good people in Alberta. My, my sister lives in Alberta. Calgary, mm-hmm. though. And there are generally a lot of great people in Alberta. It is, like they, it, it, is the, it is the political class of that province that have problems. 
But but you're playing into the stereotype that you're the Texas. And, like, yeah. on what – like, why are you dying on this hill? Of all the hills to die on, yeah. your sponsors have basically told you to go F yourself. Some big ones, like Boston Pizza, have told you to go F yourself over the name yeah. and your response to it. You know, and to come out and say, yeah, hey, we talked to a few Inuit. They're cool with it. It's it's fine. It's good. Yeah. Guess what? Our season ticket holders, they're cool. They're good. They say they're good. The arrogance of that organization now lines up with the arrogance of a lot of old school Edmonton media types. Looking at you, guy that can't get out of his chair to interview anybody. Edmonton is a very old school media town, and I feel as though the Board of Governors exists in their echo chamber where the media there basically gets to go, you're right. That's right. Keep treating us good because nobody else does. They took away our dressing rooms in the NHL and our, now we have to eat veggies in the press box, but you know what? You guys are still good. And it, it, they're living in their own echo chamber. They're listening to themselves. They're listening to their own biases rather than opening up their eyes and going, huh, we could have been first. Now we're less. And even if they do change the name by this point, like, there, there, will be, doing... there will be people who will applaud, and it'll be it'll still be the right thing to do. It should still but, be applauded. But I will yes, never, but... I I won't give them the benefit of the doubt that they're doing this for the right reasons at this point. No, especially oh, I would have, I would have, I would have even a year ago. I would have even like a month ago. I would have even before the survey came out. Yeah, because it was just it was their announcement today that basically says. Hey, yeah, we consulted with everybody again. Everybody says it's cool. It's good. Yeah, Your yeah, friends they, say it's good. If you missed it, yeah, they they so they came under fire for not releasing some old information about previous research they'd done on the name, and in an attempt in an attempt to essentially you know make things a little confusing looking, they decided they're okay. So we're going to put out these random assortment of numbers that don't really mean anything, right? So in their AGM and their AGM on Wednesday where it was mostly about financials, which normally there'd be a lot of weird, interesting stuff in there that'd be worth talking about. Yes. But in this case, they've decided to make, the, in our case, because we're not an Eskimo, we're not an Edmonton podcast, No question. And, 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 and as an aside, speaking of that, can we all take, take a moment that, I know they're not a Three Down Nation podcast, but the fact that probably your biggest supporters in the Eskimo Empire podcast. They're going through a rebrand, know, aren't they? Was that? Go on, never mind. Yep. Okay. The Eskimo Empire are some of the hardest working, most devoted podcasters out there mm -hmm. that started, that, that have had, like, Andrew has had players, alumni, everybody come to his basement to record. Yeah. That's the relationship they've built with this club. This, <laughs> they are your biggest fans. They are your biggest supporters. They're the, like... They are the reason I started getting a better perception of the Edmonton Football Club. And they basically came out and said, until you change the name, we're done. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's years of hard work put in by perhaps, I would argue, I would say, this isn't even an argument, the best fan-run podcast in the CFL. The hardest-working, best-run fan podcast in the CFL. It's up there for sure, yep. And you just alienated everybody. It, it, like, they are the ones coming out and saying, guys, this isn't cool. Like, 
I don't get the arrogance. If your name mm -hmm. could potentially be offensive to anybody, why on earth would you not look at changing it? It's not, it's not even to be like, to me the word offensive, I'm offended. The idea that people are offended by something gets thrown around too much these days is sort of a blanket statement about everything. You're right. Absolutely. It's just an awkward name that no one uses. It's not a relevant word. It's not a relevance in any sort of way these days. So what's the point? If people right. don't like it, if this is like, we're just talking pure marketing in business. If there are enough people, if there are, you know, a chunk of people, no matter who they are, that do not like your brand, you change it. Especially yes. right now in the CFL, and especially in a place like Edmonton where attendance has been sagging, and that was brought up in their AGM for a reason why revenue and profit and why they suffered a loss this past season. A big chunk of it was the Montreal thing, which there's an interesting story there, but we don't even have time to talk about it because of how absurd everything else is. Yes. And instead, they throw out... So this is what they threw out at the meeting. So they did some research between 2018 and 2019, and they show 78% of Western Arctic Inuit support the name, 55% support Eastern Arctic, where there's little connection to the team... Or, sorry, 55% in Nunavut, and then 31% in Eastern Arctic, where there's, and this is a little Kevin Lowish, quote, little connection to the team. You know, this whole tier <laughs> one, tier two fan thing. Remember that a while ago? I do remember that. Good <laughs> reference. Great so, reference, Gas. Yeah, so three downs, JC Abbott looked into these numbers a little bit, being the guy he is. Mm -hmm. He ran the numbers. So he saw, so he's like, first off, the West has by far the smallest Inuit population, where there are more than. 4K less than Quebec by itself, more than 20K less than Nunavut. So apparently the overall breakdown, according to JC, is about 9,400 for the West, 30,100 for Nunavut, and about 25,000 for the East. So Numbers given don't lie. No. Numbers never lie. So he said given that there are about 65,025 Inuit in Canada as of 2016... That means 51% of all Inuit are opposed. There's some other numbers in there he runs too, but that's basically the gist of it that he came through. And then in our, and it's not a scientific calculation or anything like that. We don't even know who they talk to, that whole thing like that. But regardless, this is still a significant number of people that decide this probably shouldn't be the name of your football team. Well, and, that, and that's exactly it. And to me, like, unscientifically, like, let's just, let's just, let's just look at logic. Let's look at this logically. I'm going to use a bit of a example. You walk, you're doing business with somebody. Say, selling them a car. And Toyota. Who would do that? And Toyota in Saskatoon. Crazy. Would you ever, and I know I never would, go up and call that person, hey, that Eskimo's buying a car. <laughs> I wouldn't say that to anyone anywhere. Exactly. Like... Like, it's just common sense. But yet, they're doubling and tripling and quadrupling down that, like, <laughs> to be the only team in North America that hasn't gone, yeah, we need to take a look at this. Like, if Dan Snyder is changing his name, and I get why Dan Snyder's doing it, and he's a piece of shit, but he's still doing it, and you're not? See, like you said, Joel, pull your heads out of your asses. Like, yeah, like they, they, they've said they're looking into it. I don't believe they're taking this seriously. 
I don't think... Look at the survey! They obviously are No, no, they're not. Like... And I think based on what we're starting to learn about this group of people, I don't think they intended the survey to go public, except they didn't really follow their... They didn't really cover their asses very well with it, quite frankly. No. Where the company they hired was just doing what they were told, so whatever. Yeah. So they had this open-ended link that wasn't linked to specific accounts. There was, you know, everyone sharing the link everywhere all of a sudden, and it's just... Oh, well, that's your problem for not understanding how this works. Right. And asking these stupid questions along with it. Like, and, and, and here is the thing. If anybody, like, have you heard really anybody speak out in support of the name other than some old school Edmonton media types who not shall really, not be no. named, who shall not get out of their chair? I haven't. Not anyone of like actual, not like an actual sort of. I put my name to this forum. No, no, you 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 haven't. And 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 again, that right, like it would be like if somebody tried to criticize the name Blue Bombers. I would stand up and say that's not an offensive name. It honors the city's military heritage. You know, it, it honors you know people that served and did great things for Canada and Winnipeg. It'd be the same thing if somebody said the word Rough Riders was offensive. It's not offensive. You know, it was an old term. It's just it's it's one of those things. Like if I again, let's use this let's use this example. I walk up to somebody in a bar and say, You look like a bit of a rough rider. Am I gonna like is anybody gonna take offense? So they're probably gonna wonder what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, most people would be like, What are you even talking about? Exactly. What are you? But nobody's gonna be offended, right? If I said I mean, I, I mean, here in Saskatchewan, if I said you look like a bit of a blue bomber, I mean, I'm probably <laughs> probably wouldn't go over well. But in anywhere else in the country, I said, yeah, you look like a blue bomber, look like an aviator. Again, probably somebody goes, "What are you talking about?" But nobody's offended. Lion, Stampeder, Argonaut, Red Black, Alouette, same thing. Schooner, Schooner, hey, love to be called a Schooner. I'd love to be called a schooner as my schooner is filled. Could go for some schooners. I definitely could. But if I walked up and called somebody an, uh, an Edmonton football club nickname, they're probably going to be mad. Like, <laughs> I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. And and that's why I hate these people. Oh, it's cancel culture. It's blah, 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 blah. Just think of it that way. Think of it that way. Mm-hmm. If you call the First Nations person that word, you could walk out of that same guy and be like, you're a stampede. You're a lion. They're not going to care. Nobody's going to care. But, like, if you can't call somebody that name, what are you doing calling your football team that name? And what are you doing doubling, tripling down on it going, yeah, this is fine. Look, 49% of people that we surveyed said it's okay. And hey, the guys that answered our loaded survey, they love it. When you are worse than Dan Snyder, the worst owner in sports, you need to look yourself in the mirror and go, what am I doing? Because guess what, Edmonton Football Club? What you're doing is not right. And you need to change it. Pull your heads out of your asses. Hashtag Joel Gasson. <laughs> I mean, it's entirely fair. And then they're they're also saying, well, the original name was picked. 
because you know it shows strength and with the weather and winter and all that and it's like if only there were other ways to describe being strong in the snow like there's no like, other possible words in the english language you could use to describe being hardy in winter none no none none there's no none. animals you... no animals survive in the winter no no polar bears don't no penguins no uh even chipmunks do uh, they hibernate yeah nothing so. bears huskies um um yeah birds several birds uh survive in the winter elk uh, aren't they fine Will they get through it deer moose uh, i'm trying to think what else fish don't even like bugs hibernate somewhere like they're fine uh, yeah, yeah, certain kinds of bug do. Yeah, yeah. I remember from watching Over the Hedge, uh, a <laughs> children's movie. Yeah, uh, watch that movie rap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. It's actually pretty good. Uh, with Bruce it was. Willis. Um, it was um, pretty good, actually, yeah. Turtles. Uh, turtles survive the winter. Uh, so do raccoons. Uh, you could even be a the Edmonton quad trash. goes Like a dark beer goes great in the winter, you know? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You'd be the Edmonton trash pandas. You could. The Edmonton mm-hmm. porters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edmonton Stouts. Uh, I might hate them even more, but like the Edmonton Extraordinaires, the League of Extraordinary Edmontons. <laughs> <laughs> you you have you have Sean Connery come out. Here are your Edmonton Extraordinary Gentlemen. Right, that was a fucking terrible Sean Connery. Keep the f bomb in there, Joel. I'm too, that was a really... to, I'm too lazy to record it to end at this point. So yeah. <laughs> And that was a really bad shot. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything better. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.